0: Where the fuck do I even start today? <laughs> what? What is happening in the world of the Lunchbox, the Top 20, Revel 9? Like, man... <laughs> I swear to God. My, uh... We make jokes around here all the time. Because when my daughter was in eighth grade which was 2020 (laughs) not all that long ago uh my daughter has a famously poor attendance record she has a lot of trouble waking up early i don't know honestly i don't know what it is but i do know that when she was going to school regularly she would get sick all the time she's not somebody that stays up particularly late she's also not terribly you know she's not socially active um like social media active and stuff like that. She just, she has a really high sleep requirement and gets really sick. So as we were rolling into March of 2020, she was getting sick a lot. Uh, Junior high was kicking her ass uh, and she was missing a lot of first periods and stuff like that. And I, um, was it 2020? No, sorry. Ninth grade. Might be. Wait, what was it? I don't remember. Honestly, I don't even remember at this point. But she had really said that she just wished school would just kind of like, you know, start later or just stop altogether. And within a week, COVID had hit and basically shut everything down. (laughs) And uh, we used to joke a la Harry Potter reference that Charlotte really was one of the bright switches of her age because she overshot that one really bad. What she wanted to do was be able to basically just drop first period. That's what it was. It was was eighth grade. It was the end of eighth grade. Uh, Basically just drop first and second period so she could just sleep a little bit later and then go into school. And what she did is she overshot that turn and shut school down completely with her powers. And I've always thought that. And now I'm starting to realize that maybe she gets that particular power from me. And uh, I cannot believe the, I don't know, to use the word, bomb cyclone that is going around in my particular little bubble right now of things that are going wrong and things that are being wrong and things that are just getting completely messed up all over the place. So I'm going to start not with... The Top 20 incident of this morning, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, feel free to go up on Strangerhood TV and check out this week's Top 20, if you can, and then we'll get to that in a minute. But I'd like to start with this particular gem. As I said last week, uh, we have a show Uh, It has been on again, off again, blah, blah, blah. It is January 29th, which is this Saturday. It's going to be at Barnum Ballroom, which is formerly The Hub. It's in Island Park. It's a place we've played repeatedly over the years because it's basically Kaz's home bar. Like, that he lives right there. Uh, It's kind of a thing. We would always have, like, his birthday show there. Like, we'd usually uh, tie in with Dave Subert from uh, The Vinyl Plane and now Ten Ton Mojo. Like, it's... It's pretty standard show, and it was the first show, as I said last week, not that you could hear it on the Top 20, as I said last week, um, The it was the first show we booked in the COVID era. We booked it, I don't know, nine months ago at this point, uh, because we were sure that COVID would be sort of done. And fortunately, it looks like Omicron is on its way down. So that's possibly true. Although Nassau County is in trouble again for violating the state mask mandate because they say they don't need to do it. And Governor government was like, as far as I'm where, you're still in New York State, so that's setting up a nice big legal fight. Uh, we can talk about that later if you want. I don't know. Honestly, I'm going to get to it. But anyway, so we have a show scheduled for January 29th. Like I said, it's been on again, off again. Well, They had problems with uh, COVID-related insurance stuff, so they had shut down a couple of shows, but our show for the 29th with Mickey Licks, all-new episode in Rebel 9, is officially back on. And because of that particular fact of information, Mother Nature decided to... Give me one of these. Let me read it for you. A major winter storm with the potential for hurricane force winds and heavy snow is threatening to slam the northeast this weekend. Cool. The quickly intensifying winter storm could develop into a nor'easter and possibly, wait for it, a bomb cyclone. What the hell is a bomb cyclone? According to AccuWeather. Like AccuWeather is going to be Accu. Just kidding. "Quote: A winter storm is likely to create significant impacts across New England Friday night through Sunday," the National Weather Service said Thursday. Notable imp- impacts may also extend south along the East Coast through North Carolina. The heaviest snow is anticipated in New England, although snowfall is also possible in metro areas further south, including New York City and Washington, D.C., the weather agency said. Coastal northeastern cities would also be in for strong hurricane force wind gusts, according to AccuWeather. Now, there are currently two models, according to my beloved Pix News, although my beloved, truly beloved, Actually, not truly, but actually beloved. Byron Miranda is off this week from PIX11, and I'm super disappointed because I'm sure he would point me in the right direction. But there's basically two competing models if you're watching and tracking this storm. There is, I don't remember, maybe the European model that has the hurricane-like storm basically heading out to sea, uh, a little further out to sea. And then we have the other model, which has it just going right up the coast, uh, and just skirting the land masses. And the reason that's important, if you don't know how a nor'easter works, it basically is named after the direction the winds are coming in. So if you're thinking, I mean, you can't see this um, on radio, and probably can't see this next week on the Top 20, because so I'm sure I'm violating some community standard by making this motion. But if you're thinking about it, if if you're thinking about looking at the east coast of the United States and having something that is spinning counterclockwise, what it is doing, it is dragging... Dra- dragging uh, warmer, warmer uh, air and water through the bottom, and it is bringing it up and into the uh, around the ocean, and then bringing it right back down on the coast of uh, the eastern coast of the United States, and it's coming in from the northeast. That's why it's called a nor'easter. Um, and so, yeah, so it picks up a much warmer water down south and much warmer air down south because it tends to be warmer down south, although not always. And it spins it up into the atmosphere, and it brings it all the way up as far as you can go north. And then it's really, really cold, and it takes all that water that is now frozen and just dumps it on the land. That's why nor'easters are so bad. That's why hurricanes are so bad because they pick up all that water over the ocean, and they just drop it on the land. So the further out it goes, the less of those bands, those nor'easter bands, are going to hit us, and it'll be more eastern Long Island and more uh, New England. But as of late, as of this morning, it was just as likely that it was going to come right up the coast, and if the sort of eye of that storm or center of that storm just passes off the coast of Long Island, as opposed to, say, 100 miles out into the ocean, we are going to get slammed with upwards of 23 inches of snow on Saturday. Ta-da! So... How's your weekend looking? <sighs> also, I will say, and I actually just messaged Dave Black this. It's Dave, it's Dave Black's show, Dave Black Promotions. It's his show. Uh, and I messaged him, like, do you ever get the feeling that... Of- This show is just like completely cursed. Aside from having a band drop out and having a lot of bands um, or having bands that I'd wanted on this show. Because, again, it's not my show. If it was my show, I would have done it a certain way. And that's fine. And that's no... Disrespect to Dave, it's his show, he can do whatever he wants. He told me when he built it, he wanted bands on this that he wanted to see. He asked a couple of other bands um, that we know and you all know and stuff like that, and they turned the show down for whatever, for a for myriad reasons, honestly. but uh, this is the show we got. I never heard of the other two bands, which is kind of unfortunate for me. I don't mind playing with bands I don't know, but I usually prefer to do that out of town. I don't really have a reason to do that around here. I, I don't. I have plenty of bands around here that I know... That I haven't even played with, that I would like to, uh, that I would prefer to play with. But that, that's another show. But like, the reality is, like, the show has just been like, it feels like it's been cursed the whole time. And then we had an, a band drop out. Uh, so, uh, all new episodes stepped in to take that spot, which is awesome. I love all new episodes, and I can't wait, uh, to actually just get to hang with them. Although, according to the weather, I might absolutely can wait to get, to, <laughs> to get together with them and hang out with them. So, but, um, <clears throat> the one problem I really have is that, I've just had this super trifecta of things going wrong with me trying to sell this show uh, and probably more of like a quadfecta honestly because you know I guess the biggest problem is um aside from being in island Park now that that's its own thing right that's a that's a half and half see the see my band is based in southern western southwestern Long Island like except me like I'm in I'm in Suffolk uh you know I'm in northern I'm on the north shore I'm kind of like central like so when i would play at revolution like it's super easy for me to draw or even amityville music hall before it was amityville music hall like that's these are my areas to draw right so uh when we go super far west like that it really puts a strain on any of my fans that are from here or east of here because it's difficult to get to island park uh there's no direct trains really to it um it's 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 kind of difficult to get there uh, it can be done, and people do do it, and it's fun, and we always have fun when we play there. But it's more of a my. This is when my the rest of my band has to kind of step up and sell the show, and that's and that's fine. But it's it's been that. Uh, it's been this <clears throat> this whole COVID thing. Uh, we didn't get tickets right away because we weren't sure that the show was going to even go on. There was a limit to how much I could promote a show that wasn't going to go on. Also, the other bands uh, at the time, the other bands didn't promote at all, and actually two. Until all new episode was on, no other band had even mentioned the fact that Revel 9 was on this show, even though Revel Nine is the headliners and I don't use that term as any sort of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for conceit or anything like that It's just that's that's the way Dave built it. It's Dave's show where the hell I, I could care less. I, I really I don't care. I I very rarely cared about whether or not we're headlining or somebody else's headlining. The only time it really matters to me is if somebody's going to big-time me off the stage because they think they're a bigger band, and they almost never are. Um, But, you know, that happens, and it's too bad, but that's what it is, and that's when headlining, I think, matters. Uh, To be perfectly honest, we are not doing that to anybody. I have no problem setting up our stuff after somebody else has cleared off theirs. It makes for a better show for everybody, and I'm in it for the show. But there's that. Um, so we didn't have the tickets right away. It was hard to kind of promote because we didn't have tickets in hand. And then we were doing the Eventbrite links, but, of course, those are, like, they have fees on it, and then there's more money at the door. And then it, it, the place was basically shut down for two weeks, so we couldn't promote it again. And, and now we finally started promoting again. I actually have tickets in hand. I've sold a couple of tickets, but we got this huge winter storm coming. And, of course, through all of this, my Facebook account has been account restricted, so I can't even promote the fact that we're having a show. I'm trying to do it through the Rebel 9 account, but since that's an actual page and not an account, that also has natural restrictions. And if you didn't know that, I mean, we've talked about it before here on the show. Like, that's how Facebook makes their – or, excuse me, Meta makes their money is they charge businesses like bands to promote, and they lower significantly where those things show up in the feed. So if you actually want to see a Rebel 9 show, I have to pay money for it, and I'm not doing that for this show. I simply can't afford it because I can't even guarantee that the show's going to happen. So – so all that stuff's been going on in the face of the show. And the one downside, really, for me is that it's been so far out. Um, and we're, we've are we worked on a really, what I think is a really impressive set for this show. It's going to be an hour. We don't usually play hours, but this is going to be an hour. We are playing three brand-new songs, something we never do in a, in a live set. The reason we're doing it is because it's more of a casual affair, and I'm only really expecting big Rebel 9 fans to show up, or brand-new fans because it's my band's friends from, like, Island Park and Long Beach and stuff, and Baldwin, who have never seen us anyway, so every song's a new song, so it doesn't really much matter. Plus, we've worked on some really cool, special things that we'll probably only ever do here. I mean, at this point, if five people show up for the show, not even including the band, uh, we might have to do them in March, and that'll be okay, too, and I'll just sort of see how it goes, but I'm not inclined to do, like, really cool, special things more than once because it doesn't make it a really cool, special thing, but we'll kind of have to see how that goes, so it's just, it's super disappointing. Like, we've put in the work, and now it's, like... Even if the show happens, like, people are already bailing on this show. Like, they're already bailing on this show for a number of reasons. COVID-related, snow-related, oh, I didn't even know, like, a bunch of that. So it just, just kind of sucks across the board to uh, to work that hard for something you weren't even super jazzed about in the first place and then still have it taken away from you. Like, it's... Ugh. Anyway. That's not really what I came to talk to you about. So, um... I know I'm ignoring the chat. I will get to the chat as soon as I'm done here. I'm just high, highly aware of how much time I'm spending talking about stuff that doesn't really matter. And speaking of stuff that doesn't really matter, uh, as some of you know, uh, hopefully, by now, the first 20 or so minutes of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. By the way, I look horrible again, and it looks like I actually have boobs in this shirt. I should do something with that. I just. I cannot believe how awful I look lately. I'm just, sorry. <laughs> anyway, um. As uh, Most of you probably should know at this point. Uh, the beginning of the Hard Rock Lunchbox for the past fifty something, almost sixty weeks, has been something called the Top Twenty, and I've been uh, putting that out on video, and you know, it's it's a accompanying podcast every week uh, that I can, and uh, we upload that to Strangerhood TV, and it's a core part of the Strangerhood TV. Avocado of Stars to, to Universe of Stars, Galaxy of Stars. I forget what they did in Playtone in that movie, but it's part of that because it's regular, regular content. Uh, the only, as far as I'm aware, the only regular content on the show, it, on the channel, is the Top 20, and of course, uh, Bacon is my podcast, the Seven Questions, and then the interview every Monday. All the other shows are on occasion. Uh, Frank has one, uh, Chris. Uh, has one in fact Chris actually has a brand new uh, jamming with a stranger if you want to check that out on stranger the TV that would be a good thing to do and I think I will link to that uh, at the end of this video I always I always try to link to something at the end of this video that I think matters or is relevant to uh, the top 20 but anyway uh, so the top 20 is usually the first 20 plus minutes of this show but you get the added bonus bonus of seeing me and all my props like that and me like paper in front of you and stuff like that like I understand it's not a great show uh, but some people only watch it, and I actually found that out because I was pondering whether or not to just stop doing it, because it does take time to produce the top 20. It's not a lot of time, but it does take some time, and if nobody wants to watch it, then I don't need another vanity project. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've, I've got the band. Like, that's, that's enough. Um but uh, I did get a couple of comments on the last one saying, please don't stop doing the top 20. Uh, I got a couple of messages saying, like, this is kind of all I watch. I don't listen to Hard Rock Lunchbox. I'm working, whatever. So this is what I watch. I watch the top 20. So that's good to know. It doesn't really show up as much uh, as in the in the views as I would expect, but maybe people listen to it otherwise. And I don't know. I can't speak to that, but I, I did sort of resign myself. Like, okay, it means something to somebody. So what I can do is I can change the perspective on that um, in terms of well if it's not doing as well as I want it's not because people aren't listening it's because I can't get it out in front of people so I'm gonna have to make a, a an, an actual committed effort to promote the top 20 a little bit better uh, maybe even higher I've been actually talking about uh, talking to some people about hiring a social media manager for uh, all three of my main online presences because I simply cannot keep up with it anymore. And if I do that and come up with the money to do that, um, you know, maybe pick up a... I think I might be going after a sponsorship specifically to pay for that. Uh, and if I can do that, then I will. But that all flies in the face of what happened this morning because I, as you know, uh, released the top 20 at midnight the morning, uh, exactly a week after the Hard Rock Lunchbox. So that would have been... Roughly 12 hours and 18 minutes ago, and my last top 20 was flagged by Google and YouTube for COVID misinformation and was subsequently taken down uh, by Google and YouTube. And it is a strike one against Strangerhood TV for exactly that. Now, under normal circumstances, I would be just be furious about this sort of injustice and ridiculousness. Um, but the fact that it's not my channel, per se, makes it a little bit more important to sort of stand up for what's right uh, and what's what's wrong. And so um, I checked with Jimmy and to make sure it was okay that I go ahead and file an appeal. And I was actually halfway through writing my appeal, and I had to come and do this stupid show. But basically what it means is I violated... Or excuse me, allegedly, according to Google and YouTube, I have violated their community standards on medical misinformation, uh, as specific, specifically as it pertains to COVID nineteen. Now, here's the thing, I didn't. <laughs> And I didn't so much, in fact, that I actually just rewatched the video. Yes, at one and a half speed, because I didn't have that kind of time. But didn't even watch it, really. I just listened to it. While I was looking through the Google terms and conditions, excuse me, Google misinformation policy. This is the official COVID-19 medical misinformation policy. The safety of our creators, viewers, and partners is our highest priority. That's a load of shit. What what is important is the legality and the exposure. Make no mistake, uh, we look to each of you to help us protect this unique and vibrant community. Yeah, okay. It's important you understand our community guidelines and role they play in our shared responsibility to keep YouTube safe. Take the time to carefully read the policy below. You can also check out this page for a full list of other guidelines. Keep in mind that people like Joe Rogan who I have no problem with, I think Joe Rogan is funny, and I think he's got his opinion, are so anti-mask and so anti-vax, it's ridiculous. And apparently that doesn't violate community standards, as certainly that played out just on Spotify this week, if you weren't paying attention, Uh, because he makes so much money for the channel that all of a sudden it's within their guidelines. So, first of all, it's hypocritical and ridiculous anyway. But the simple fact is, upon re-listening to the video All I was doing is explaining how vaccines work scientifically, everything I said was correct within current understanding, quoting stuff that Dr. Fauci has said, quoting stuff released by the National Institute of Health, quoting stuff released by the the World Health Organization. And I think what happened is just some sort of bot picked up on the fact that I was talking about vaccines and how, you know, what their efficacy rate is and like how things work. Like I was having a fairly scientific discussion because I was trying to combat the ignorance of what people think vaccines actually do. And just so I can post this video without any problem, I'm not going to get into it again. But I am going to file a well-written appeal on as to why the other one was taken down, considering there is zero misinformation. I am. huge supporter of masks and even if i don't really stand for vaccine mandates uh, not having nothing to do with covid whatsoever i have fought that fight on behalf of my daughter for other vaccines way before covid i have an issue with those kinds of things because i do i still think in this particular case that vaccines are the way to go i've said it repeatedly i think it is absolutely the way to go i think it's a smart thing to do i think it is good unless there is some mitigating reason you physically shouldn't get one blah 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 blah. basically absolutely everything that somebody that all the people in authority are saying i didn't say anything other than the current consensus and i got smacked down Now, here's the thing, and this is actually the theory that I am working on right now. I said one thing that might be controversial, right? One thing. Now, I happen to be working on the premise that they're just simple bots that troll everything you do. It's the same things that flag me for copyright infringement every time I release a Rebel 9 song, even though I own the copyright. So... Like, keep that in mind. Like, every single time I release Rebel 9 music on on, uh, on YouTube or Facebook, I get hit with a copyright notification for my own song. So just for those people that don't know how stuff works, that's how stuff works. So they're just robots that are just trolling stuff. Like, oh, that sounds like keep you near. Here's a copyright notice. Happens, happens all the time. Uh, when Mikey uh, produced the online uh, Thanksgiving, online Eve streaming thing, he got hit with copyright notifications for our performance because we were playing Rebel 9 songs even though we were Rebel 9 and completely uh, able to do it. So what my, my working theory was this morning <clears throat> that just simple, stupid uh, computer bots a la the Matrix, not the new one, but Matrix 3, those bots... Um, were trolling and just found something. They heard me say vaccine or whatever and they flagged it. Because they offer you an appeal, probably because they're just looking for the word vaccine or anti-vaccine. And I was making fun of other people. and Well, not even making fun of it. I was just pointing out what other people were saying and then I was correcting them. So if it's that simple, it's not that big of a deal. But, to be perfectly honest, <clears throat> I am now working on another theory. Um, a dark, dark theory, actually. I'm thinking that I'm thinking that somebody saw this and reported it to to YouTube as false information because it was very quick and very early, and I didn't actually say anything wrong. However, there's a couple things to consider. Traditionally, uh, my buddy Jimmy G listens to the top 20 uh, as it comes out. He's, he's up late. He hears it, he watches it, whatever likes it. It's good for his channel. He's a good businessman that way. Um, you know, it's twenty minutes. It's probably sixteen minutes if you do it at one and a half speed. Listens to it, so that's that's one. Jimmy is a huge fan of Spider-Man. I don't know if you knew that, but he is. He is a huge fan of comic books in general, but he's also a fan of Spider-Man specifically. Three. Offhandedly, I made a remark about how I thought that it was possible that Spider-Man could be killed by Thanos because of his vaccine status. Coincidence? (laughs) My current working theory is that Jimmy turned me into the Google police because I disrespected Spider-Man. And if that's true... I just want to apologize right now on behalf of me and comic book nerds everywhere that I believe that Spider-Man, if so motivated, could have beaten Thanos. Is that what I'm supposed to say? I don't I don't honestly know how this works. <laughs> Mikey corrected me and said that Spider-Man was blipped out by Thanos, but, like, I understand, and I, I know there's some, like... You know, is he Avenger? Is he not an, I, Like I don't know. Like I'm behind on those movies, right? Like I just I just caught up on John Wick and like like and Star Wars and like I'm I'm current on Boba Fett. This is the first time I've been current on anything in the world ever. So like, let me get a round of applause. But my current working theory is that Jimmy turned me into the YouTube police because I disrespected Spider Man. Now, he can come on the show and offer a rebuttal, but we'll probably get taken down. I think we know that. You know, it didn't get taken down this week. Brand goddamn new music from a day to remember, and if I ever needed it more, I cannot remember a time. And they teamed up with uh, with Mark from Blink One Eighty Two. He's out of cancer treatment. I think I'm allowed to say that. That's probably true. I don't think I'm defying any community standards. And they put together a song. It's not my favorite a day to remember song, but it is my favorite new a day to remember song right now. And that's good enough for me because it's reentry on the box.